Manx Radio's update with Andy Wint. Pastor Mike, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Friday, 24th of February, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes to look at the latest news from the Isle of Man. And background to that news and sport, business, sea watch, travel updates. The newsmakers in person tonight, Ukraine one year on. We hear from Nadia, who now lives here. Health Minister on the CQC Hospice Report, the Chief Minister says focus on the new jobs, boxing at the villa and the Ravens battle Presswich, Hayes and 11 standing for four MLC vacancies. And Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines. First of my, Christian Jones. First of my, the island has marked the anniversary since Russia launched a full-scale invasion on Ukraine. A minute's silence was observed with members of the Ukrainian community thanking residents and government for their support. Police are appealing for the public's help in locating a car which was stolen in December. The white Renault Clear was taken from the Spring Valley Industrial Estate in Douglas. More information on that can be found at manxradio.com. And the Manx Grand Prix Supporters Club has labelled the decision to remove overnight camping at the Sulby Claddock site hugely disappointing. Its chair thinks the decision will have a knock-on effect on fan numbers and the local economy. In international news, Ukraine's president says victory for his country is inevitable if its allies do their homework. Volodymyr Zelensky has also called for a special tribunal to hold Moscow accountable. Western nations have stepped up their sanctions against Russia. The long-serving press secretary to Margaret Thatcher has died at the age of 90. Sir Bernard Ingham, a former reporter, passed away following a short illness. And Sir, Roger, Sir Rod Stewart says he wanted to prove he's not all mouth and trousers after paying for patients to get scans to help cut waiting lists. The singer brought an, a mobile MRI scanning unit to Harlow in Essex earlier. Those are the update news headlines next at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Goromaya, thank you, Christian, from the Ronalds Way Met Office. No wind warning now for the North Irish Sea. State of Sea is slight. Uh, Bet McCree is safely into Douglas Inner Harbour. The weather. Dry and bright this evening with a fresh northwesterly turning northerly. Overnight minimum is four degrees. For Jasan, Saturday dry and bright with a moderate northeasterly. Daylight uh, maximum is eight degrees. A dry night with a risk of frost on the hills, down to four degrees at sea level. And for Jaduni, dry with sunny spells of light northeasterly and top temperature eight degrees. Sunset in about 12 minutes time, so it's dark at about a quarter past six. Low water 10 to 9 tonight. High tide 24 minutes before 3 a.m. Sunrise at 17 minutes past seven in the morning. Low water is at 11 minutes to nine and three weeks on Sunday. It's Mothering Sunday. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. Today marks a year since uh, President Putin unleashed a full-scale invasion of Ukraine. Nadia Hajitska fled to the Isle of Man via the ongoing government schemes and she told Manx Radio about her experiences when the war began. Local activists, their friends, were actually tortured 
to say thing they would never ever say in their lives and my parents knew these people in person they were friends and they knew that this person like if if people like this who went through war uh tortured for a couple of weeks and you understand what they could have possibly gone through in order to say things that they would like they would better be killed and say that the feel was that the soldiers could understand she could somehow change their mind then we thought we can talk to them it came later when we understood there is nothing you can talk to them anymore they're just like machines there is nothing to talk to one of the russian soldiers he grabbed her and said women just go from here escape from here because until we are here you are actually still alive after us the forces that gonna be killing you all that soldier already knew that after him coming forces to kill them all everyone who stayed in their organization uh, were kept and tortured there were certain things that you couldn't do because you would be just shot and killed immediately i'm very thank you very much uh, for uh, i love men for support ukraine it's very important people is friendly to ukraine she just wanted to say it's v- very important for ukrainians of course you know the, the support that uh, great britain and monks gives to ukrainians and they would like to use this opportunity to to actually thanks all monks people and the government and because it's really amazing we just don't know even how to thank the support is actually for ukrainians now is like a medicine a lack of awareness training around learning disabilities reduced respite services and concerns from staff about reaching patients in the community are among the issues highlighted in a review of the isle of man's hospice the care quality commission's findings have been published following an inspection at hospice isle of man late last year the health and social care minister laurie hooper says a lot of work needs to be done so intermediate care on the island respite care, step up, step down, it it is an issue. I think it's fair to say we know there isn't enough uh, to meet the demand, so it is a piece of work that's going on at the moment uh, between us and Manx Care and the Transformation Programme to say, well, what what should we have? What number of respite beds should we we have? How should we fund them? How should people access them? It it is a really big question, and I think it's a really important question as we start moving into dealing with our our ageing population and some of the issues that we know we're facing. There will be an increase in demand for this kind of care. It's also really important to enable things like hospital discharge to happen smoothly. People should be able to get out of hospital into something that's more appropriate, ideally back home, but that would mean they need to have the right support when they go home because you can't necessarily be discharged from hospital and be completely okay uh, overnight. So it is a really complex picture. There is a big piece of work going on and uh, yes, I absolutely acknowledge that that's going to be a challenge for us. At the minute, a hospital's consistently hitting open level four. A lot of that's quote-unquote overcrowded and it's just not been able to move people out of there. So that's obviously something that is on the mind of Banks Care and the Department of Health. Yeah, some of that is uh, we need to work with our partners in Treasury because some of that is to do with benefit or financial assessments to move people into care homes. Some of it is around availability of of the right care home or even a care home of choice so people would choose to go to a particular care home. Uh, But you're right, there are uh, delays in that process that I think we can help smooth out and there are definitely things we can make better and easier for people. If you have a news story for Manx Radio to invest 
investigate and report. Email newsroom at manxradio.com or call 682 631 any time of day or night. Big night of radio tonight on Max Radio after update at 6 o'clock. We've got a half-hour documentary called Ukraine War One Year on looking at a, a Manx perspective. 6.30, Mike Reynolds will be on with Greatest Hits and at 7 o'clock you have a choice of listening on the FM network. Mike Reynolds continues with the big hits and on AM 1368 in your AM player. It's the media launch of the Southern 100 live from Morton Hall in Castletown with Rob Pritchard and Chris Kinley. Some of the Isle of Man's best boxers will take on a Yorkshire select team for an action-packed night at the Villa Marina tomorrow. The headline fight sees Jade Burden face Jessica Teven. Jade, along with the Isle of Man boxing coach Peter Roberts, spoke to us. Not a big event. The biggest event of the year. Isle of Man versus Yorkshire select and some brand new kids coming through that we were a part of our long-term development plan. Hopefully the uh, public can uh, see them in action. Jade, an event like this, I mean, your season now in this side of things, but there'll be a, a couple of the younger boxers, for example, who've never experienced an event like this before. So what can they expect to be different on a night like this to what they've known previously? The support. The support we get here is so good. When they think they're getting tired and they hear the roar from the crowd, you know, it just gives them that extra level as well. But, you know, it's all good experience towards their next bout as well. And they get to see other people box as well and they can pick little things up. So, yeah, they'll get cheered on. Um, and they'll get a lot of experience from that as well. Pete, from your side of things, like you say, Yorkshire coming across, why why is Yorkshire a good sort of platform and a benchmark to be coming up against? This will be the third time we've boxed with now. I've got some really good contacts down in Yorkshire. Um, they beat us on home soil and we got a, a reputable draw over there just before Christmas. So the, the opportunity come to do the rematch on our soil, so, so we've took it. Uh, they've been really easy to work with. They're a good good set of lads down there and the quality, they've got some good quality boxers and a good array of boxers from schoolboys up to internationals. There's so many different people of different ages that are on that bill as well from your side of things seeing more of these younger boxers coming through as well and earning the right to be on a stage like this as well that must make you quite proud definitely i think for me there's three female bouts on this go back five years ago there was nikki there was me go back a couple more years before that there wasn't any female you know on on the show so you know we're, we're making waves here and you know in a couple of years time fingers crossed it might be 50 50 right across the board male and female so yeah it, it's going to be a great night and i can't wait to see obviously everyone who's put the hard work in for it to be a success for them removing overnight camping at sorby claddock campsite for 2023 has been described as hugely disappointing by the manx grand prix supporters club the chair, Alan Bruce, concerned it could have a big impact on fans, martial numbers and businesses in the area for racing later this year. It's the 100th anniversary of the Manx Grand Prix this year, so we're hoping for a big event and to celebrate the 100 years it's been running. The format for this year is the same as last year, and it's actually been reduced, and one of the main reasons it's been reduced is lack of marshals, medics, etc. So to have a facility which is now going to be closed for this year, that's going to have a knock-on effect as well. And it doesn't help the overall situation with the uh, marshal. It's hugely disappointing for, for the locals, for marshals, for visitors, and also for local businesses, you know, the Sobe Glen Hotel, the Ginger Hall. They do very well uh, in that period because of the um, campers, etc. that they have in the Claddock. It's a big time of year when racing comes around. It's very popular around Solby. So if there is a big accommodation option that is not going to be there, just how badly do you think it could impact these businesses at those really important times of the year? I think it's a huge impact. I mean, uh, obviously the TT and the Manx are some of the busiest times of the year for the Isle of Man and, and to, to lose such a, 
a large facility as a clinic, then it's going to impact them directly. I'm not sure what the numbers are, but it must be in the hundreds of people that actually stopped there over the TT and Manx Grand Prix period. So it's going to be a big impact. Just how badly do you think, say, Marshall numbers might be affected? Obviously more so for the Manx Grand Prix than the TT because of the numbers that are over here. But um, I think if I was a UK Marshall and... Uh, I've stayed at the Claddock uh, for many years and then to lose that option and have to look elsewhere, it's going to be very difficult, possibly cost even more and that may impact your decision whether to make the trip over or not. So um, it's not helpful at all. That's the bottom line. Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company. The motorship Ben McCree departed Hesham at seven minutes past two. She's safely on the link span now in Douglas Harbour. Will be departing at 7.45 this evening. Heading for Hesham, arriving there at about half past 11. The overnight departure 2.15am back to Douglas at six tomorrow morning. And the morning departure 8.45 to Hesham. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. FC Alaman will be targeting three league wins in a row for the first time this season when they travel to face Presswich Hayes in the NWCFL Premier Division tomorrow afternoon. But it'll be a, a tough game for the Ravens against a team who beat them 3-0 at the bowl in September. Here's the FC Alaman interim boss, Paul Jones. It's a really exciting one, to be honest. You know, we've we've found a little bit of rhythm in our play. So it's 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 good to see where we're at against one of the teams, as you say, that, are, that really inform, fifth in the form table at the moment and, and doing well so yeah it'll be a challenge it, you know it's a no disrespect to Ashton you know that they are where they are in the league and so are we for a reason at, the, at this moment in time so Presswich have been up and around the top half of the league challenging for like, you know the top six most of this season so it'll be a really good test of where we're up to and yeah whether we can carry on the, the consistency of performance um, for another game so yeah really looking forward to it and I know the lads are as well. How important is it that you don't lose some of the momentum you've taken the last two games against the Press which Hayes team that have been, as you put it as well, so consistent this season? Yeah, it, it goes back to that performance. You know, it, the, that's the important thing. We feel like we're building performances over the last four or five games um, and performance levels have been getting better and more consistent. So that's the real big focus for Saturday. You were really happy with the way the team went about things against Earlham, and it, but it was quite a scrappy and a bitty game against Ashton. You had to grind out the three points there. Do you think that shows a little bit more of a different side to your players? You, you're finding these ways to win different yeah, for sure, hundred percent. You know, like early on, in when I took over, we we beat Barnoldswick away in a really scrappy game that was a little bit like Ashton. So you know, the players can can do that if required. I think the thing that's really pleasing at the moment is is they're doing it with a bit more structure to the effort. Um, you know, the effort levels have always been really high, um, but with a little bit more structure, a little bit more thought, a little bit more process behind it, and and that is getting better and better and better each week. Manx Radio Business Briefing at a quarter to six. Telecom. Giant Ericsson's to lay off eight and a half thousand staff in a bid to slash costs, according to media reports. Ericsson notified staff of the measures in an internal company memo this week, with Chief Exec Boya Ekum saying the way headcount reductions will be managed will differ depending on local country practice. Ericsson has 105,500 staff worldwide, implying a cutback of around 8% of jobs. The firm has about 1,400 staff in the UK, according to its most recent annual 
report filed with Companies House, Reuters have reported. And for a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookle.com. Uh, Nedbank Private Wealth appointed James Simpson to its team in the Isle of Man. James has over 17 years' experience and expertise in wealth management, wealth planning and banking. Previously, he was area director for HSBC, having also been a senior financial planning manager and senior advisor for high net worth individuals and their families. In his new role as a senior private banker, James Simpson's managing a portfolio of private and corporate clients and developing new wealth management relationships and opportunities. We say congratulations to James Simpson. The Stock Market Report, brought to you by Ramsey Crookle. UK and European markets closed lower. The dollar index rose to seven-week high. Gold headed for another weekly fall and oil extended gains for a second session. The numbers now at the close in London. The FTSE 100 down almost four-tenths of a percent at 7,878. The DAX in Frankfurt are down almost one and four-tenths percent at 15,563 at the close. The Dow Jones Industrial, currently in New York City, down just over one and a tenth percent at 32,777. The Nasdaq Tech Stocks Index down one and nine-tenths percent at 11,371. And the S&P 500 is down one and four-tenths percent at 3,957. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar, 19.4 cents, one euro, 13.2 cents, and 21 South African rand, 99.1 cents. In commodities, gold's down half a percent at $1,813 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up three quarters of a percent at $82.74. The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So, if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Of Man Water Sports. Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Here's the relevant information. If you're sailing, kayaking, windsurfing, paddleboarding, sea swimming, diving, or surfing this weekend, sea temperature is 8 degrees and the wind for tomorrow, Saturday, northeasterly, force 4 or 5, locally 6 in the north at first, wave height 0.6 to 0.9 metres, then 0.3 to 0.5 metres, wave period 3 seconds, then 2 seconds, and high tide at 6 minutes to 3 p.m. For Sunday, the wind is northeasterly, force 2 to 4, wave height 0.3 to 0.5 metres, wave period 2 seconds, and high tide at 23 minutes to 4 Sunday afternoon. Visit the Banks Glass and Glazing website and see a range of products from windows to doors, mirrors to splashbacks. Manxglass.com. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wind. Live from Douglas in the Isle of Man every weekday evening from 5.30. This is Update. People who are critical of the Manx government's plan to increase the population to 100,000 are missing the point of the economic strategy, so says the Chief Minister, Alfred Cannon, MHK. He says critics should focus on the plan to create 5,000 new jobs instead of uh, concerning themselves about uh, the new population. 
despite concerns that existing services are struggling to cope. I really need to sort of change the emphasis of the conversation around this 100,000. It's not just about putting 15,000 people on the island. This is about creating 5,000 new jobs, and that's fundamentally what we're interested in. It's about growing the economy. It's increasing our uh, economic activity. It's increasing our contribution um, to to government finances, to, to the public purse, and it's setting about on a, on a course to help uh, recorrect the demographic issues that, that we can see facing us and challenging us as, a, as an island. So I think just to con- put it into context of saying, well, it's just 15,000 new people really fundamentally misses the point of that economic strategy. Fundamentally, it's 5,000 new jobs. I mean, that's the headline though, isn't it? That's what people hear. And where are these 5,000 jobs going to be? Who are they? Well, I think some of that needs to be um, answered more concisely by, by government. That's absolutely clear. We do need to set more uh, targeted growth plans and, and to identify where that sector growth comes from. So, But you know, we need to translate that down into the 1,800 jobs we've committed to for this administration. And already in the first year, we've created almost 500 of those, those new jobs effectively or fi- put 500 new people onto our uh, economically active register. So, so there's already one, there's no, we've reduced that already to 1,300, which we've got to get on with. And alongside that, we've committed to the 1,000 new houses and also meeting the 75 million pounds worth of, of additional revenue. So we're already on the way um, to starting to achieve that. And of course, it's got lots of benefits that we can see as well, uh, which includes more sustainability for the island. And, and, I, and I say sustainability, sustainability for our town centres, sustain more sustainable um, housing programmes and, and propositions. Manx Radio Sport. Master my Rob Pritchard. Master my good evening. Starting this evening with football and the quarterfinals of the GH Call at Woods Cup take centre stage among the fixtures taking place across this weekend. Eight teams will battle it out tomorrow afternoon with one of the standout ties seeing Division 2's second and third place sides Michael United and Castletown face off. The Woods Cup fixtures will get underway at 1.45pm on Saturday. Meanwhile, there will also be league fixtures across the Canada Life Men's Premier League, Division 2 and the Combination Divisions tomorrow. They'll start at 2.30pm, with the exception of St Mary's versus Michael United in Combination 2. That will start at 1.45. Turning to rugby, and Vagabonds ladies return to action after a lengthy break this weekend, with ambitions to push closer to the summit of the league table. Vaggers, who sit third in the women's NC1 Northwest, are away at second place Chester Divas tomorrow. Manx Radio's rugby correspondent Dave Christian believes it's an eminently winnable game. A Vaggers win would actually lift them up into second place and potentially give them a shot maybe be at what the outside promotion places come the end of the season. They've got two home games against Halifax, they've got a home game left against Lee ladies who are bottom and uh, well the, the world is their oyster. Meanwhile Douglas are looking to maintain momentum in the regional 2 Northwest when they travel to Vale of Loon tomorrow. Elsewhere there's a rare playoff game being held in the Ravenscroft Bank Shield as Ramsey take on Southern Nomads at Portishee at 2.15 tomorrow. And in netball the Manx Rams under 17s have got off to a flying start on their first day of competing in a big international competition competition this week. The island side beat Gibraltar 43-36 this morning in their first match of the Europe Netball Under-17 Championship and Challenge taking place in Belfast, Northern Ireland. Right now, the Rams are competing in their second fixture against a Northern Ireland development squad. That match is now just over five minutes in. 
Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. At Bamler Ronald's Way, everything's on time. The, the easy net from Gatwick, that's on time at half past seven. Then the five to eight inbound Logan Air from Liverpool returning patient transfer plane. And the five past eight Logan Air inbound from London City, that's on time. Outbound tonight, the 5.45 EasyJet to Belfast International went OK. Uh, next, it's the Logan Air to Liverpool, 6 o'clock. That's fine. The EasyJet back to Gatwick at 8 o'clock tonight. On the roads, Castlewood Streets, one way northbound in Castletown. Temporary closures around East Quay and the Prom in Peel. And between Peel and St John's, 24-hour temporary lights on the main road working on the pavements. Uh, temporary lights on Market Hill, Ramsey for that pedestrian crossing. In Pull Row is the junction of Pull Rose Road and Alder Road by the Methodist Church is closed for a new pedestrian crossing. The Millennium Bridge is closed in Douglas from 8 till 4 a.m. for the last time this week. Victoria Road's closed between Broadway and Marathon Road in Douglas for resurfacing and narrow lanes on that temporary crossing on Victoria Street. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for the new pedestrian crossing in Sandygate. Temporary lights on the Jerby Road for water main installation. And between Jerby and the Len, the coast road's closed for resurfacing. The Ballymenic Road's phase closures for water main replacement. And in Regaby, it's a series of temporary closures for, again, water main replacement in Ballabeg. Temporary lights on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall for that new zebra crossing. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! 11, 11 people are standing for a seat on LegCo. The details from Siobhan Fletcher. The deadline for nominations closed at noon today. Four MLC vacancies will open up on Tuesday for a term of office ending on the 29th of February 2028. The full list of nominees are Diane Kelsey, Tanya August Hansen, Paul Crane, Kiri Jenkins, Connor Keenan, Dawn Kinnish, Peter Reed, Marie Bertels, Gary Cluett, Brian Brumby, and David Prichter. A public hustings event will be held at the Manx Legion Club at 7.30pm on Monday the 27th of February, chaired by Paul Weatherall from Liberal Vannin and hosted by Manx Radio's Phil Gorn. Routine breast screening for the Isle of Man hasn't restarted today despite Manx Care saying it was due to resume. The health bodies told the public it had expected to restart after updating its programmes, but now it says it's Monday instead. The details from Tessa Hawley. Routine screening was stopped earlier this month on the advice of a new consultant, breast radiologist who wanted the Isle of Man to adopt best practice. This, Manx Care said, would mean radiologists on Ireland would be involved in the review and reporting process of mammograms. However, the suspension and communication around it was raised in the House of Keys as part of an urgent question by North Douglas MHK John Wannenberg on the 14th of February. There, he was told arrangements should be in place by today, the 24th of February, so that screening could recommence the following week and that Manx Care was in daily contact with the Manchester Breast Screening Team. However, in a media release later that day, Manx Care stated services are expected to resume by the 24th of February. Manx Radio has asked for an explanation in the discrepancy between the date given by the DHSC Minister and the date it released to the public. It replied the 24th is the 
end of the business week and the 27th is the start of a new working week, which is when services are due to resume. Manxcare has also confirmed that 650 letters for appointments were paused during the period of suspension. The health body says it's now putting a plan in place to recover as many of these by the end of March through the securing of additional resources. It adds we will be prioritising women who previously had breast cancer or have a family history of cancer to have their screening appointment first. We would like to make it clear that the symptomatic breast service has operated as normal during this period as this temporary pause only affected routine screening appointments. That's it for update tonight compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news team. Thanks to newsreader Christian Jones, producer Rhianne Evans. From me, Andy Wint, have a wonderful weekend. We're back at half five on Monday. W. I.